This is the Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, welcome everybody. It's the Eric Francis Show. It's Eric Francis. I'm here with my good buddy, Ryan Leslie. We've got a lot to dig in today. Uh, Brad Treliving, of course, has walked away from the Calgary Flames, as expected. And I, I, I say that because I think you and I both expected this for a long, long time. Not that it was an easy decision, but we're going to get into that and so many other things. Uh, but, of course, the big breaking news of the day, and we're going to talk about it for the full hour, leading right up to live coverage of the press conference here at 1 o'clock from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. John Bean will be joining Don Maloney at the front table to discuss, well, to try and answer as many questions as possible. But I guarantee you we will walk away from that press conference with far fewer answers than we want. Is that safe to say, Ryan? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I think people have a lot of questions, a lot of opinions. You're right. I don't know as though we saw this coming. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know as though this was a big surprise. Uh, we did see this coming uh, to a degree in knowing uh, some of the conversations uh, you've had with uh, with Brad, some of them that I've had, and certainly being around it uh, on a daily basis. It's a tough day uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, Agreed. That's a, that's a classy individual over there who... Uh, uh, you know, I think put the team mentality first. I think uh, it became a situation that was too difficult for him to work within. And, uh, you know, the way the contract lined up, the way everything was just kind of trending, uh, you just kind of got the sense that this was going to happen. And uh, in talking to some of the players uh, today, it's uh, it's a tough situation. I can tell you that... Uh, they mentioned uh, that Brad reached out to them and said there, said to officially uh, a goodbye, if you will. You think about it. Um, outside of Michael Backlund, he's hand in hand and bringing all of them here. Yeah. And um, so he reached out and and just uh, sort of said, if there's anything that these guys need or or want to keep the lines open, and certainly uh, he's very close to these players and and very close to any player that he's brought in, and uh, and uh, certainly. Uh, calls this place home uh, this is a difficult day for him in that uh, and his entire family uh, his daughters his wife um, they're very much entrenched in this community and uh, you know this is a business for sure mm-hmm. and it's professional sports for sure but uh, the reality is is that uh, there's a there's a good person that uh, uh, gave everything he had in his fiber to the organization um and uh, as a result today they mutually agreed to part ways um i'm gonna stop you there yeah i'm stopping you there because i don't i'm not buying it this was a rejection of an organization by brad tree living you're saying he rejected the organization yeah he, he had a contract offer and maybe the money wasn't even close and that's that's my guess but at the end mm. of the day this was his decision to walk away. Yeah. Cause, oh, cause, what? Yeah. So I don't know what mutually agreed upon means. Well, that's what. Do you think the owner? That's just that's said, well, fancy talk on a on a press release. Exactly. So that, that's all I'm saying. So, I'm, to your point, yeah. I mean, I agree. Like, it came down to him ultimately saying, "Not today. Uh, it's it doesn't work for me." But uh, there's a now you have to go a little bit deeper and you have to say why. Yes. Because everything I did say was true. Now you have to say, okay, with all of that in mind, why didn't he resign? Mm-hmm. To that you say? I say that uh, the owner essentially picked the coach. Right. You agree with that too? Yes. This, was, this came down to 
am I going to keep the general manager or am I going to keep the coach? Uh, the general manager would have been a lot harder to keep on board. The, the, the easy decision, the easier decision is to keep the coach because you're paying him for the next two years no matter what. Right. You have no money invested in this general manager moving forward, and that's the move that he's decided to make. Time will tell whether it was the wrong move. And I, Right, and I question whether or not in the end, over that time you're talking about, if it actually will end up feeling easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I want to know when we look at it, and you have to let this all play out, but I think, I think it's played out the way some people thought it might. Mm-hmm. In the organization, like people that we talked to and, inside and the organization. Sure, yep. and, and maybe yeah, people inside the organization, uh, the fan base to whom Daryl credits for being very knowledgeable, they know, and, um, and so they have a sense of it. And I think people just have a sense of maybe a lot of people saw this this actually happening. I'm not sure, but uh, it certainly feels as though this isn't a huge surprise to a lot of people. While difficult, maybe not surprising. I, I only think it's not surprising to people who've been, you know, listening to this radio station, reading my stuff, seeing our TV broadcast. We've been hinting at this for a long time. And in some cases, not just hinting at it, saying this is probably what's going to happen. But I, I think that if we hadn't been reporting that, and hinting at that, I think this would catch a lot of people off guard because think about this. I was trying to think yesterday and the day before, how many times does a GM ever, ever walk away? Like, I, I'm asking you to, to, like, come up with a, oh, I remember Lou Lamarillo did it in 05 or, well, you know. As opposed like, to being fired. Yeah. The old, the old saying, you, you get hired to be fired in this mm-hmm. league, whether you're a coach or a general manager. It never ends just because you decide you want to move on. But to me, it speaks to the integrity of this guy, but also his stock. And that's why it's such a sad day here at the Saddle Dome because his stock is so high around the league. People respect this guy endlessly. He is going to write his own ticket almost anywhere he wants to go in this National Hockey League. And I don't know if that's going to be within a month or two or if that's going to be within a year or two, but he's going to land in a very high-profile, great position, making more money than he ever would have made here with more power and a lot less of the issues he's dealing so with. So why here. why not why why wouldn't they see that ownership and say make sure he lands here? Because the well that's that's be- a great question. Because especially with your hired to be fired, um, and it's only two years that uh, at this point that Daryl has remaining on his on his contract. He could sign an extension for another five. We don't know. So why is it that uh, that it wasn't important to have a young executive? GM, who you know, who you know is great in his community, is great with his players, you know, handles himself in the media. Let's not forget, Brad Living has faced some fire here in his time. Mm-hmm. I stood right in front of him. You came down to Buffalo. We were in Buffalo the day that uh, he had to address everything Bill Peters, mm-hmm. and he handled himself with class, mm-hmm. represented the organization with dignity, represented this community in a very difficult time. Yep. So it's fascinating to me that the two sides, even if we are going with the mutually parted ways, that these two sides couldn't mutually get it done. And So power struggle uh, with player personnel, uh, ideology ideology about the direction of the team. Uh, There haven't been a lot of wins. And and it's fascinating that, that a GM doesn't outlast the coach. When you think about 
a coach that, you know, GMs either bring in or relieve of their duties, mm-hmm. that the coach stays and the GM goes is, is fascinating. And I'll go back to, yes, and that's what this all boils down to. That's why we're here today. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not sure a lot of people know that or understand that, but they, that's going to be made crystal clear. I think not by not at this press conference. That they're not going to talk about that. No. Um, you know, you've got a situation where I'll go back to it. You asked why this owner didn't know or didn't value enough Brad Tree Living. I think he did, but at the end of the day, Brad Tree Living decided he couldn't stay here anymore. Right. So I, I think ownership would have loved to have Brad Tree Living back. I, I, I'm sure of it. But not at the expense of a head coach. There you go. You have to make a decision. And that's that explains why we're here today. And I, I still think most people will go, I don't understand. Well, I think we just broke it down as simply as possible. And you're never going to get anyone in the organization to say that on the record. And you're never going to get – Brad probably won't even say that. He won't say that. Not not publicly. But uh, that's that's the situation we're at. Okay, uh, just to reset everybody, it's Ryan Leslie, it's Eric Francis. It's the Eric Francis Show. Normally it's all about – storytelling but today there's quite a story unfolding here at the saddle dome uh brad Trilliving has stepped away from the calgary flames uh the the press release says it's a mutually agreed upon arrangement his contract was going to run out on june 30th in his place will now step in don maloney he is going to be the interim gm he will be searching for the next general manager he is also and this was the biggest surprise of the day for me is now the president of hockey operations. Yeah, and, and you think about the relationship between Brad and Don. Don had Brad as an AGM in Arizona. Brad had him as a AGM at one point and then into other titles mm-hmm. here in Calgary. That's a deep friendship. Mm-hmm. And uh, a fascinating development when you consider just how close those two are to now one gone and one promoted. Now, president of hockey operations is a is a big title. And Don's been around the league since he was a teenager. And um, and now his good friend has gone. The one good thing, and you talked about those options. I don't dispute that at all. I think there's some really appealing destinations for a GM looking for work right now. And I think his his stock is, is high. I think he's... Uh, Widely respected across this league. I've seen it firsthand. And uh, I don't think it'll take long. But what a additional chapter for Don and Brad and their hockey yeah. relationship together to see one go one way and the other go the other. And no, you're not suggesting, and I know you're not, I want to clarify that, that for one second, tree living would begrudge no 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 right like i know that no nothing like that i certainly don't want to even hint at that he would probably congratulate him and say good yeah good luck i'm quite certain they knew this was playing out uh, the way it did much you know prior to today for sure i don't know i'm that's that's fascinating right there i don't know this seems quite knee-jerk to me to be honest you know the gm informs you that it's just untenable i'm not coming back thanks for everything nine years here's the keys I'm not sure when that happened. Did that happen this morning? We'll never know. We may never know. doesn't matter. At the end of the day, I guess I'll throw this out to you. I mean, people in this city, I'm sure, would put Craig Conroy at the top of the wish list in terms of a a general manager. Was he wearing the general manager's jacket? No, he was in civvies. Oh, he was in civvies. That's interesting. We can read into that. No, he 
you know, the, and, and, and not everybody in the city would, would say that he's the best guy for the job. Mm-hmm. But in these early stages when people are now forming their lists and starting to think. Well, I heard, okay, well, hold on. And, uh, and not to suggest we move past the true living portion of the show. Mm-hmm. But while we d- dip a toe into the Conroy portion, uh, find me a guy who's done more at an AGM or executive level in the last, we'll call it, five to eight years. Mm. I'm not sure, Eric, that you will find somebody who's done more than what Craig Conroy's done. He has scouted the world a handful of times over. I mean it, everywhere, all the time. He's helped from, I mean, you can look at players, and players who've come out of nowhere. Craig's been, Walker Dewar's a nice little small. I'm not saying that's his biggest accomplishment. I'm saying there's a one that maybe people don't realize um, about, you know, the work that Craig is doing internationally, the college route. He brought Johnny Gaudreau here. He was I mean, the guy in Philly that signed him. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, the wheels in were the in vault. motion, but he closed the deal with the jet warming up on the tarmac yes. and a lot of pressure. And there's another, you know, good young executive with a resume that you'd find very hard to beat anywhere. And talk about community. Talk about season ticket holders. Talk about Popular. alumni. Talk mm-hmm. about... Uh, every man on the street, that's Craig Conroy. Mm-hmm. And the best part is is he's not just a former player with a 1,000 games who, you know, has that golden smile right beside Jerome McGinley. This guy's done it. He's rolled up his sleeves. He's put his work boots on. And say what you want, this guy's got over a 1,000 games as a player, and he has done everything at this point in his career, more than most I'll tell you. Everything that this organization has asked him to do. I remember when he was hired basically just as a consultant, and Ken King basically said, well, just we'll try in a few different things, and we'll see how, if there's a fit there. Well, that was, what, 10 years ago? I don't know how many years ago that was. And he, you're right. He's done everything. The question is, will they will see they? that as what they need? And that's a very big question about the direction of where you're going next. Craig could do a lot of good PR as well for uh, a group that could use some sunshine right about mm-hmm. now. Um, well put. You know, especially on the player side, he has an impeccable relationship with players. He reaches out to them constantly, you know, and not just pats on the back. He can, I'll tell you, Craig Conroy is one of the nicer guys I've ever met, but he can be cutthroat when he needs to be. And I just can't help but think, if you're going forward, this is a guy who's got a lot of respect on a lot of fronts. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, you know, if I had a vote, which I do not, he would get mine. Yeah. And uh, he can do a lot of good for your group and your community uh, in and outside of these walls. And he's got to have the inside track based on the fact that, well, based on his resume and what he's done. Mm-hmm. But he's worked with Don Maloney the last handful of years. And Don's seen firsthand how hard he works, right. what kind of character he is, can easily sell that to Murray Edwards. The question is, like everything, will Murray Edwards be sold on that? He may say, no, no, I need someone with more experience. And and there are do people... Do you think Murray needs to um, be seen or heard? Or, or, or do you think ownership... Uh, I mean, I think we always say ownership stay, let the hockey people do the hockey side of things. Ownership stay out of it. And Murray's been... A, fantastic at staying behind the scenes Mm -hmm. but i just wonder if that ever changes you know i've impressed upon him that i think it's important that he get out in front of things and especially now at this real crossroads in time for the calgary flames might do might do the fan base a little good to to hear and and normally i would bristle at that eric i'll be honest i I, my my opinion on this is kind of maybe fluid it's changing a little bit i just wonder now if um 
for the sake of your players and your fan base, it might be good. I, I can't see it happening. I can't either. And uh, I, But what I could see happening and him being talked into is like the New York Rangers did, what, two, three years yeah, ago. Yeah, they wrote they, that letter. They put that mm-hmm. letter out and it said, here's where it's we're Jeff going. Jeff Gordon, I think. Yeah, yeah, so that was that's one way of doing it because I don't think he like he, he's just yeah. uncomfortable in front of the microphone and the TV cameras and all. And I think he's also worried about saying the wrong thing. This is a guy who swims in waters with billionaires every day, and you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong thing, and it can cost you money. And I think that's the way he looks at it, and mm. he doesn't want to put himself in front of that situation. Nah, he's pretty smart, pretty polished, pretty. Uh, and you know what? Very dialed in, very plugged into what's going on from a standpoint of information and intel. Very detail-oriented. Those who think that Murray Edwards, I tell this story all the time. Murray Edwards owns Wintergreen Golf Course. In his portfolio, Wintergreen Golf Course would account for less than 0.000001%. Yet, I'm told he's in on the weekly meetings. Yeah. This is how much of a micromanager a he is. A so, lot of meetings. So he, so that's not to be a slam on him. That is to say, he is in tune with what's yeah. going on uh, in this Very organization. Much so. So, Very much so. So I, I could see a letter coming at some point. I can't see him standing in front of a camera. Man, Ken King was mm-hmm. his perfect front man for mm-hmm. so many years. He loved that relationship. It's different with John Bean running the organization. Who we will hear from. He's going to st- stand up there at the top of the hour here. We're going to have it live. Don Maloney talking about where this organization goes from here, I'm, I'm not convinced he's going to have a lot of answers to a lot of questions today. I'm not, that's not a slam on right. Don. You and I both very much like Don. He's a, he's a, you know, he's, he's a good guy. He's been around the league, my God, for he's done everything around the league, in, including being a star in this league, mm-hmm. uh, playing in the Big Apple. I mean, this guy's seen and done it all. So I can't fault them for putting it into his hands moving forward. In terms of timelines, I'm not sure he'll give us much of an answer on that today, but you and I both agree that the 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 obvious answer is is probably right there, right in front of him and Craig Conroy. But they owe it to the organization and to Murray and to everyone to to go out there and see what's out there. I heard, when I the heard dust... from two people today already who want the job, two potential general managers. Going, I heard from one. They're going. What do you What do you think? What do you? Maybe we heard from the same guy. We'll talk Perhaps. off the air. But it's just funny how everybody's like, whoa, 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 what's going on there? What do you? So, when the dust settles. Do you think Craig Conroy is the next GM of the Calgary Flames? I, I don't have a read on it. Do I think he should be? That's a different question. That's why I didn't ask it. Do I think he will? I, uh, I don't know. I don't even. I hate the prediction game. I hate it too. Uh, but I, you know, and especially with this one, because I don't know. No, no, and. And I think that there will probably be people listening who will go, yeah, you love Conroy. You guys deal with him every day. He's your buddy, blah, blah, blah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But we just outlined all the reasons, you know, oh, his resume. Oh, just stick to the facts and all yeah. of this. And then, yeah, his then there's no more social media back and forth. Just stick to the facts. Look mm-hmm. at his resume. It's better than I'd put, it, I'd put Craig Conroy's resume up against almost anybody's at his level. And I'm pretty sure it would surpass everyone but at his level i'm glad as you an agm that. agm that's right so the question is do you want someone who's been a gm in this league for five or ten years and there will be those out there there are there are, there are many out there well who is a who is a gm an actual gm right now that would leave their job and come to calgary oh, no, no, avail- <laughs> no, no let's talk available gm not even an, mm-hmm. an unavailable gm well a name that you're going to hear a lot of whether there's anything to it is Dean Lombardi. 
And there are going to be people who are going to connect that dot really quickly to the coach and say, wow, that's just way too much power I don't know about that one. in that corner. I don't see it happening either. But I'm just saying that that's one. a people will connect that dot and say, well, he's you won a cup. You won two cups in, in L.A., right? Oh, yeah, sure. And there's AGMs in L.A. that won with Daryl as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe they're ready to take a step. There's one guy who works at Sportsnet who has that uh, on Mike, his resume as well. Mike so. Fruta. Yeah. So we will see. Um, there's going to be a lot of names, a lot of speculation. Um, and we'll see how it plays out. But um, it's a very pivotal day yeah. for the Calgary Flames. Um, and, and maybe not just today. Today is the day where we all weigh in. And it's raw for everybody. And it's raw. And then the pivotal day probably comes down the road. It's a pivotal time to be sure. And I remember you and I spoke, Eric, the other uh, week or two ago about the day that the season's done. Expect massive movement, swift, within the next two weeks from the season ending. Well, here we are. Yeah, we knew it. As predicted, oh, as yeah. as we discussed. And I know we're not the only two who thought that. I think young Pat Steinberg was also along the uh, mm-hmm. same lines. I think a lot of fans were. So, I mean, I haven't listened to, to Pat's overtime show uh, in a while. Is it still? Still think? No, it's not. No wonder I haven't listened to it. But uh, the fan, the text line and all of that, um, you know, I'm sure that uh, every show on this network has, has dissected it to death. But today, you know, marks the end of an era. Nine years where Brad True Living had a hand in all but one in bringing those players in here. Did he get the results? I don't know if we want to pivot, take a break, whatever. But I, I think we we got to look back at the emotion of last summer and the, quote, summer of Brad. Mm-hmm. And here we are now saying goodbye to Brad and what's next after after what was an incredible offseason. Let's get into that. We're going to take a break in about five minutes. We're talking to Ryan Leslie. It's the Eric Francis Show. Brad Treliving has walked away from the Calgary Flames. There will be a press conference at the top of the hour. We will have it live with John Bean. And Don Maloney was taken over as president of hockey operations and interim GM in charge of finding out who will next be the architect of this franchise. Uh, talking to people, running into people, and in I got here about an hour ago, and just, you know, staffers are ashen-faced. And I think many of them knew that this could happen, but are very sad that it has happened because, as you mentioned, he's such a, a good guy. But let's talk about his record because there mm-hmm. are those, there are people right now sitting in Florida south carolina and going what's the big deal this guy won twice they got out of the first round in nine years and i you and i would both very quickly counter i'm sure Mm -hmm. saying uh that's sure we can't dispute the facts but at the end of the day he's a great front man for the organization yeah i'm gonna take this can you uh yeah yeah? absolutely absolutely the uh, fan feedback line is open and uh you know people have very strong opinions on on craig conroy on murray edwards um, and, 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 and we encourage you to keep sending in your texts as we lead up to the press conference at the top of the hour. But I want to go back to what we heard on Friday. <clears throat> and I'm sure I know Pat talked about it. I spoke about it on our Friday hit. And I think a lot of people over the weekend were talking about it. And I actually ran into Michael Backlund on the weekend. Um, and Michael Backlund and Elias Lindholm both balking on the easy answer when asked if they'd be open to a long-term extension with this team. And there are seven guys, seven core players 
that all have just one year left on their contract. And this is for them to both balk on the opportunity to just say the easy thing, which is I love it here. It's a great city. The fans are great. And that's what Noah Hannafin said. And that's what most guys are instructed by their agents that any handbook will tell you always leave all your options open. But for Michael Backlund to say, um, you know, it was the longest pause at a press conference ever and the most telling pause, which is I'm 34 and I want to win a Stanley cup. In other words, translation, I don't think we're anywhere close to winning a Stanley cup here in Calgary. And sure, I still think that this team, if it's largely intact moving ahead next year, it could be back to being a contender like a lot of people thought last summer. But you now have to find out who this next general manager is and what he is going to do with information that Elias Lindholm, Michael Backlund are not interested in signing a long-term deal here. And you find out who the other five are. I was going to say, you may, you, that list is going, well, may be growing. Oh, my Lord. I would say of the seven guys... And we'll go through the list uh, for those who don't know. Zadorov, Toffoli, um, Backlund, Lindholm, Hannafin, Tanev, Hannafin, and Oliver Shillington. Yeah. I'd be stunned if three of those guys came back. Yeah. Stunned. And, and, it, and some will say that's a reflection of the organization. Some will say, hey, that's what guys do when they hit unrestricted free agency. There are greener pastures no sure. matter where you I'm play. more fascinated to see, you know, with those exact names – how many are, are back for the start of next season? This is what I was getting to. As opposed to even just signing in their final year. Three weeks from now, they announced Craig Conroy is the general manager or Mike Fuda or whoever it is. Yeah. His first job mm-hmm. outside of calling every guy and kind of introducing himself and setting the table is to figure out what to do with guys who have basically made it clear. Well, they'll make it clear on July 1st. I'm not interested in signing long term because when Matthew Kachuk told him that, they traded him within the week. Now, different circumstance. They had just Completely. lost Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk is a much bigger name than those other any of those guys I just mentioned. But it's about asset management. That's all this business is about. And that's where whom I believe Craig Conroy is your front runner. I that's I just believe that and yeah. should be. Um, but he also has fantastic relationships with a lot of those names you just mentioned: mm-hmm. Michael Backlund, Elias Lindholm, uh, Noah Hannafin. Craig Conroy, if if we're offering a little bit of positivity and the the, the doom and gloom isn't all there, th- this is a guy who has those relationships that may go a long way to what we were alluding to earlier about the the importance, another skill set of Craig Conroy. Relationships in this game are huge. And if you want to keep some guys that are in-house, what better way than to stay in-house with your GM? So, and listen, it may or may not matter. We'll let this thing play out. The last... You know, moments ago we were talking about the next couple of weeks and just how crucial they are. This summer, we've said it on numerous occasions that this will be the most fascinating off-season that we've seen here, maybe ever. And I still believe it. I don't. No, I'm not buying that. What happened last year? Last year was. Fans don't care as much what's happening in the front office. Hey, it's oh, important. Oh, this is step one, Eric. I'm with you on that. But this is just one. You're right. One okay, step could, that okay. you're going to look back and go, okay, was it as dramatic as bringing in uh, Huberto and Kadri? That was pretty big. That was huge, especially with the departures yep. of Gaudreau and Kachuk. Mm-hmm. That was massive. But when you look at the big picture, and it starts with today, and you have got to get to September, October, November. Yeah. This is. A lot of dominoes to fall. This is monumental. For sure. Especially if what you're saying, and I 
was there too when when the questions were asked about to Lindholm and to Back, Backlund. They were not exactly, you know, confidence instilling responses to would you be open to signing extensions. Remember what Matthew said? Matthew said what the playbook says. Yeah. I love Calgary. I love my teammates. I love playing here. Yeah. I'd be open to talking about anything. Who doesn't say that? And he meant it. And he meant it. He even he loves the dome. He didn't even go full Uyghur. He loves the dome. He loves the city. Yeah. But you know, it's it was one of those scenarios where you got a raw, honest answer from two key players. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. A very telling telling pause and a very telling answer. And and they're not the only ones, you know. So anyway, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. I, I don't know if you have time. I know the press release press conference yeah, is in I'm a good. half an hour. Yeah. We're with Ryan Leslie. It's the Eric Francis show. Uh, and of course, like it is every week, it's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. The Alberta horse racing and breeding industry has an $83 million positive economic impact in Calgary annually. Visit thehorses.com, 18 plus. Please play responsibly. We'll take a break. Brad Living has walked, and we have no idea <laughs> what is to come after that. Press conference live at the top of the hour here on Sportsnet 960. The fan we will be back with Ryan Leslie. This is the Eric Francis Show, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Okay, it's a big day here at the Saddle Dome. It's actually a very sad day for a lot of people. Like the staffers, I just went into the cafeteria there to grab a Mm -hmm. coffee and like people are hanging their heads. They're sad. And I'm going to throw out one of the number one questions uh, that's being asked here today. Why did they not announce Craig Conroy as the general manager today? I think that should be question number one maybe today, uh, or if not, number two, <laughs> because that, you know. Speaking of number two, can I just go into one of the best <laughs> tweets we've seen? Yes, you can. Someone said, <laughs> maybe, maybe Tree Living just went to go take a crap. Uh, in response to Daryl's Huberdo. Huberdo comment. I, I think he's taking it. Yeah. <laughs> That word's coming up a lot in the uh, fan feedback line. Is it? As it, as it being a, a crap show, we'll say. Not our show being crap. That's understood. Yeah. Like, they, don't this to, whole, they don't need to text that. Yeah, people are frustrated. The, the organization <laughs> is certainly in array. Uh, like it, it, it's, when I, I use the word crossroads a lot to, to describe what was to come this week. I used mm-hmm. that a lot last week. I said, mm-hmm. this organization, people might not know it, but they are at a significant crossroads in its history. Yeah, and I don't think that's overstating and, anything. And I don't think people understood that until the news today. And now people are understanding. Holy cow! Because a lot of people on the fan feedback line like saying, "Hey, you guys are right. I don't think many of those seven guys are going to come back, especially with this owner, especially with this building, especially with this coach." These are I'm paraphrasing what people are mm-hmm. saying on the fan feedback line. And somebody said, "Well, you know, you got to bring in a guy who's got a complete autonomy to run this organization." That's not going to happen. That I, I'm sorry to tell people that this is an ownership group or an owner that is just who is so involved in this organization that no one is ever going to have complete autonomy. Do you agree with that? Yes and no. Murray is the man in charge as the owner, as owners are. Is that right? For Um, sure. But you have to be able to have your GM be in charge of the hockey side of it. Now, I can tell you, Murray and Brad had a pretty good, working relationship. Mm. Pretty good. I'm sure like any other co-worker relationship, there's a few moments, but they had a, a pretty good working relationship. 
And nine years speaks to that. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. And but any GM that comes in has to be able to hire his coach. Has to be able to, or if this is the case, or you set it out ahead of time, you have to be able to work with Daryl. Mm-hmm. You have to work with the existing head coach who we are paying uh, for the next two years, regardless. So this is, you know, on my column A, column B, you got to work with this. Now, can you work, can you do this? I don't know how it all plays out, but you have to have control as a GM. You have to. Yeah. Or it just won't work. And guess what? Today, we realize it doesn't work. That's right. You, you, you say you have to have control or what? What is your op- option? Well, you walk away. Well, this general manager walked away. And uh, and I know. I, I don't see it a lot in the fan feedback line. People saying, good, you know what? This GM was no good. Look at where he is. And, hey, we could sit here. And I'm not sure today's the day to do this, but maybe it is to dissect it. You know, we'll, Pat will probably do this later. Dissect, you know, his tenure here. The hits over and nine misses. Years. Yeah, the yeah. hits and misses. And yeah. a lot of them are so evident and obvious. And I'll just say I'll just say one thing to defend Trillium for the in large part is hindsight's fifty fifty or hindsight's yeah. twenty twenty <laughs> hindsight's fifty fifty <laughs> mixing my metaphors hindsight's so twenty close. twenty yeah it, and and so I I still maintain I had a chat with a guy today one of the guys who wants to be the GM is signing Huberto was a big mistake I I say I, I you had to sign one of those two guys if you ask me yeah. to show that this just wasn't giving up our franchise player in Matthew Kachuk in exchange for a couple of rentals. Now, granted, if you had waited, someone would say, well, you could have got, you could have signed Huberto today for 6 million a year. Well, Huberto's not staying here. The other thing, right. If you wait to this point. And the other thing is the philosophical um, belief. This is not an organization that was prepared to move those assets for just high draft picks and burn it down. They want to compete every year. That's a great philosophy. Sometimes it, is the detriment of the organization because they stay in middle ground a lot, and which has been, of course, which the is the worst place for probably thirty years to be in the National Hockey League. It's That's the right. worst place mm-hmm. to be middle ground. Mm-hmm. You don't get draft picks. Look at anybody who's good. I don't have to tell your listeners how it works. If you want to win, you probably have to go through five years of crap. I don't not, even not think thirty. No, but five, five with draft picks. I think if you get lucky, you could do it in. Of course two or you three. could, but you yeah. think about look at who's good, mm-hmm. and look at. A handful, maybe to your point, of just three, but you got to hit. So you got to figure you're going to miss on on one of yeah, five. Fair enough. So you got to hit on two or three, which is harder to do than everybody. But if you pick in that one to four spot, definitely one to three. Mm-hmm. This group's never picked higher than four. Four was Sam Bennett. Mm-hmm. They were this close to Leon Dreisaitl, who went three. Now, you've never, as you look at the good organizations, what have they done? They've they have franchise players that they drafted and that they're winning with. They drafted them. They're a four and you gotta you gotta hit on a number of contracts, i.e. Nate McKinnon. You gotta have a couple that work in your favor somewhere along the line. Because you're gonna get punished later. But you've got to hit on draft picks, you've got to have a couple of good contracts, and you gotta get a little bit lucky. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, when you moved out those players you know, John was not going to get you anything, obviously, but uh, but Matthew was going to get you something, and you wanted return, step in, play. They've never been afraid to spend here. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to give them credit but for that. Again, organizational philosophy. Um, there are a number of organizations who, i.e., St. Louis, would never give the big contract to anyone thirty and over. 
mm-hmm. ever. Yeah. So Brad's legacy, you know, will be somewhat tied to the Huberdeau deal and the Cadre deal. No well, it's, it's year it. one. We, we, For sure. The guy got paraded around in the summer. It didn't go the way. So, you know, there was a number of players who had awful years this year. Awful. They'd be the first to tell you. I, I don't know if it's the the GM brought the good players in with a history of being good. They came here and it just didn't work yeah. for the like in whether history. Whether like one of the worst yeah. turnarounds what? in history. And is that is that on the coach? Is that on the culture? Yeah, is I don't that know. On the but, players? but you can draw your own conclusions, mm-hmm. but they've never Jonathan Huberto was eight points, I believe, behind Connor McDavid last year. Second in the league. You know, listen, when I say that his his legacy is tied to anyone he ever signed, that's part of it when you look at the big picture. Right now, it's easy for people to go, well, look at those two massive mistakes that this franchise has to live with for a long time. Sure. I think both most of us are pretty confident both those guys are going to have a much better They better bounce back. You're right. Year. They better bounce Otherwise, back. Otherwise, for sure, yeah, of course, that's going to be one of the big things he's remembered for. But people are also going to remember from taking – turning that horrible situation last summer into something far more palatable and, and gave people hope. If if these players don't bounce back, I don't think anybody – I mean, you may tie that to Tree, but I I think it's going to be more on their legacy and how did you – because you're not moving those deals, I don't think. I could be wrong. Not anytime, anytime soon. soon. And yeah. you're certainly not going to move it down the road when they're older. Well, you can if you're rebuilding and then you have cap – you're selling cap. You've got to eat a lot. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of but, scenarios that have to play, but – uh, to play out, but you know the one thing I liked about what Tre Living did, he was never, and I underscore never, afraid to swing for the fences. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't, you know, from Yarmer Yager to Jonathan Huberdo, I mean, he he took some swings. Yager, love it. But I mean, he took Absolutely. some swings, right? Like, and as a fan, isn't that what you want? A GM to kind of take a couple of cracks. Now, as a fan, what do you want most? To build a winner. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen here. We're in the entertainment business. I'm always reminding people. We're not in the winning business. We're in the entertainment business. Winning right. is entertaining, yes. But look at a, a move like Yager. Of course, it didn't work out. But to your point, it he was swung, entertaining. People love it, it when they think of it. Did it work out? No. Was it 17 so, games? Whatever. And it, it, but, it, but how many jerseys did you sell? Oh. How much excitement did you create? It was all pure entertainment. There was a while there. Johnny would get four points, Matthew would get three, and everyone would say, how many did Yags get? <laughs> that's right. all people cared about. Right. And, and that's, that's And fun. people feel like, hey, we were one of the 400 teams Yager chose. That's right. We were kind of in the club. There hasn't been a lot to cheer about, you know, for Flames fans um, on an individual. They loved their Johnny. Mm-hmm. They loved their Matthew. They and had to say goodbye. They, they were entertainment night in, night out. Mm-hmm. Is it time to let it go? 100%. But as we look back at, you know, that work, uh, the body of work that, that Brad was a part of, those two players were wildly entertaining. Yeah. Do you have that now inside that locker room? No. Uh, one of the things that I think... Is there anyone that is kind of showtime? I think they people thought it would be Huberto. And I remember it one spinorama. Kadri C- has a lot of jam. They you know, can be. They can I, be. I want to sure. see that come back to yeah. this guy. Show me that you're ready for prime time. Because mm-hmm. I know he is, but this year it wasn't him. It no. was the ha- either a Stanley Cup hangover, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, new coach, new, you name it. But show me 
Because I know one of the reasons why Brad went out and got Nas was because he wanted to go up against McDavid. He wanted that that challenge, that bright lights, it's on me now. Yeah. And it didn't happen this year, but it's in there somewhere. And that's one of the reasons why he wanted his jam, his grit. He wanted yeah. to kick the Oilers in the teeth. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think there was some, some in-house that took priority and seemed to take away their focus. Oh, I love how we dance around. Yeah. Anyway, so here's the thing. This organization is at We're just as bad as whoever comes to a podium. <laughs> yeah, they're going to talk about dancing. We're about to see something. They're, they're hey, the same thing. It's part of the business. It, yeah. Anyway, the, at the end of the day, I think the door is open for this organization to do a rebuild without worrying about the repercussions that I think they were Ooh. worried about over the years. Now, well, again. That's a, now, this is. So, yeah, I want to throw this open because. Listen, people, I think, are ready and clamoring for a complete reset. It's hard to do when you've got an eight years of Huberto, two 30-year-olds who are your most expensive players and are here goalie. for a long time. You, you've got three goalies. I still, I agree with Sutter when he says it's still one of their strongest suits. Yeah. I, I know it didn't show this year, but nobody's trading for a goalie or anything like that. Now, if you want to trade away one to make room for Dustin Wolf, I could listen to that. All I'm saying is, and I'll throw it to you, do you think that the – because seven of those guys that are unrestricted next year, I think most are going to walk, and then you're left with, well, I think you ought to have no choice but to rebuild. Do you think a rebuild is in their near future or should be? It's not in their near future. It should be in their near future. But it also may be taken out of their hands and become one without them setting sail, setting course for a rebuild. My point exactly. It may just be, oh my gosh, we've unwillingly walked into a rebuild, which to me is scary too because you've got to prepare for a rebuild in my mind. Well, the, the new GM is going to have to walk in and decide, like we said, the first thing he's got to decide, what do you do with Lindholm? Daryl you... wants no part of a rebuild. Of course he doesn't. That's So fine. they're not going to rebuild. That's fine. No, we're not... Hey, I don't think that just because the new general manager is coming in here that Daryl Sutter is the coach by the end of next year. I, I don't. This is not a given that, okay, we just bought two more years for the head coach. I think that the new general manager comes in, and I'm not saying he could come in and change the coach anytime soon, but after a full Brad year. Brad Cherliving did not hire Bob Hartley and worked with him, mm-hmm. to your point. Yeah. You're right. And, and then coach of the year. Yeah. And then fired him a year later. Mm-hmm. So to your point, you may be on to something. But, I mean, Daryl's got a job to do here. But as far as where Daryl is right now and a rebuild right now? No. You're not going to just – but but you're, but again, I'll, okay, to what you're saying, in a year from now you're going to have a lot more clarity as to where your organization is, and it's out of your control. You're, there's a lot you can control, but there's some. You may not be able to keep the guys you're talking about, those uh, not only this year's crop of free agents, but next year's as well. And it it may force you to go a certain direction. But and and so my, and then my, by then you've had another year of Daryl's contract expired. I, I agree. And with then you. you may be able to deal with something at that point. So if you're Who the G, if you're the GM tomorrow, like I said, your job one a one. Hey, this almost this entire team is under contract for next year, right? You've basically got the same team next year, and yeah, you can affect change in different ways. Mm-hmm. But you've got to deal with those seven guys and have clarity by July first whether or not they'd be even considering 
an extension. If not, then you map out a course. Right. Do you trade? Do you tra- has Michael Backlund played his last game as a as a Calgary Flame? I'm sad to say that he may very well have. Yeah. Elias Lindholm, same thing. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think fans would be willing. And as much as they love those two guys because they're two of the fan favorites, they have to start to think about life without those two guys because you have to maximize okay. your assets. I think that what fans need to hear today is some reassurance. I don't know as they'll get it today, but in the coming, like you've got the draft, you've got free agency. Somewhere along the line, this fan base needs to hear some reassurance about, you know, and I think this higher is going to happen sooner rather than later. John Bean is a very smart man, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be, he's going to do his due diligence, he and Don Maloney together. Two weeks, you figure? I think so. That's pretty quick. Yeah, and it needs to be. I agree. It needs to be, and I think maybe that's where the reassurance comes from. Maybe you don't hear the reassurance until that new GM is hired, Mm -hmm. but I think it would go a long way today to let that fan base know, and hey, the players themselves need to hear something right now. They're a little rattled right now. Mm -hmm. Their exit interviews, they were candid. They were up front. And I know True Living was armed with a lot of information and feedback and takeaways. Um, and I have no doubt that that information was relayed up the ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of a season, nobody's happy, for sure. So you take a little bit of it with a grain of salt. But you have to start thinking right now about the illusion of stability. Illusion's the wrong word. You better... You better reinstill some confidence here with your fan base and your players and potential free agents with July 1st looming and your prospects that are within and those that you're about to draft. You better you can only shore things up so that there's a sense yes. that Calgary isn't in a bad spot. You can't do that with words today. You can only do that with a hire. And, and I agree with you quickly, You know, which keeps bringing us back to Craig Conroy. Another thing that uh, people I think are aware of, I hope they are, well, I'll tell them now, the assistant coaches, none of them have contracts moving forward. They're all swinging in the wind right now. But that's that's par for the course around here. That happens a lot but in this sh- organization. But hold on. Before you pivot on that, when Daryl gets re-upped as coach of the year, you and I think you would like either the coach, like you saw in Carolina, Rod Brindamore, I don't sign a deal until all my assistants get a deal done. Now, that can fall on a GM, that can fall on a coach, that can fall on, you know, maybe the players or the coaches rather didn't want to resign, whatever it is. But no assistant coaches are under contract. That's a little troubling when your head coach is and you are a part of the coach of the year staff. Yep. And none of the uh, assistant general managers have contracts, but I, I do believe that you're going to hear some encouraging news on that front today. I'm just going to uh, – I'll, I'll stop there. I, I – I, I have reason to believe that we're going to hear something positive today on the AGM front. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think that. Well, there was some whispers. I think Elliot put it out there uh, before that uh, Craig and both both Craig and Don had re-upped. I don't know if at that time both were accurate or both were actually uh, signed or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just assumed that something had happened on Craig's side, but. Maybe we hear something today, but if not, you can almost understand why, given that he might be in the mix for a new gig, why would he sign for this gig? So, Yeah. Uh, if Craig Conroy is not named GM, 
Does he stick around? I'm going to put myself in that situation because I don't want to speak for Craig. I know Craig well enough, but I would never want to say anything. If it were me with his resume and his history and his upside. Yeah, I'd walk too. I would walk. But I I know Craig is fiercely loyal, so I I won't speculate on that as somebody I know and respect and, and, and know his makeup. Yeah, it's easy. but I would walk. It's easy for us to say we would walk, but you know, you know, people have families. Yeah, have kids, entrenched they have here. Loves this city. He's a, he's a part of the fabric here. I think it would he's be a home neighbor. run. He's my neighbor. Yeah, mine. Well, I borrowed a cup of sugar from him. No, I didn't. That was a different neighbor. It's it's anyway. We got to run. Thanks for listening to the Eric Francis Show. It's brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta, and it does it will continue to be brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. Every single week, the Alberta horse racing and breeding industry has an $83 million positive economic impact in Calgary annually. Visit thehorses.com, 18 plus. Please play responsibly.